This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. I want to start a, a series. I, I, I actually do this series. I typically do this uh, once a year. I missed last year. I want to do it this year. So I'm going to do a series uh, starting tonight called You've Got Help. And it's on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It's one of the most fascinating and little discussed topics in Christendom. And yet it's so vital to us. And so I, I really do hope that you, that you stay with us for this series. It's always a fascinating time as we find out about the Holy Spirit. He is, I, I've done other series. I think we called him one time the unsung hero. We've called him the advantage. And that's what Jesus called him. And so there's just a whole lot we can learn about the third person of the Godhead. So tonight we're going to do a little bit of, of theology. We're going to discuss a little bit of theology. Then we're going to discuss why it's beneficial to study. Anything that you begin to focus on, but you become more aware of. Anything that you begin to set your mind on. Have you ever, um, I know you've done this. You've, you've been car shopping. Right? Unless, unless someone just gave you a car, you were car shopping. And uh, when you, <laughs> I'm thinking I gave my kids cars and they were ugly. I believe every child's first car should be ugly. <laughs> and they were, so I kept my word to myself. Anyway, um, when you finally start buying a car, have you, ever just, have you ever landed on a model of car that you want? And once you do, you see a gazillion of them all around. You're like, wow, I've, I've just seen this car and there's so many of them out there. Were they out there before? Yes. What happened? We became more aware of them because we focused there. And so as we do this, this series on, on the Holy Spirit, we're, we're going just to be able to focus on him and find out about his ministry. Now, the good news is it, it's going to open up some things for us. And here's the, when, I, when I title this, You've Got Help, we need help. All of us need help. You say, well, Alan, I don't need help. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You need help. All of us need help. Why? Because we're, we're living in a, we're not living in the sweet by and by. We're living in the nasty now and now, and we need help. Because we're living in a day where, be quite honest with you guys, we need help knowing who to trust. Because I don't know about you, <laughs> trusting the news anymore is that is like a that's folly who's telling the truth who's on twitter telling the truth so many avenues so many things we need help we live in a day when when there's a lot of pressure and a lot of things going on we need help but aren't you glad we've got help Amen. and so we're, we're going to talk about that and so let's pray and then we'll start this series on you've got help ministry of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we're grateful tonight that you've not left us alone, that you've not left us helpless, that you've given us the helper, the Holy Spirit. And tonight we ask you that you would speak to our hearts. Show us truth from your word. Show us what's real, what's real and what's tangible from the scriptures, what's real and tangible in the realm that you dwell in, what's real and tangible in our lives. 
Father, we thank you for that. Open up our hearts, open up our eyes. We receive from you. And I ask you, Lord, that you would just speak clearly through me, boldly, accurately, clearly, that we can understand and know and grow and see and become all that you've called us to be. For that, we are thankful. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to start with a verse that I don't think I've taken as a text before, but it's a good one. It's the very beginning of the Bible. It's Genesis 1. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. By the way, guys, let there be less air conditioning down here in the front. And there will be less air conditioning down in the front. Um, it's, it's a little chilly in here. And if I'm cold, there's some freezing people in here. I know that. I, I, I see the mustard yellow blankets. They are out in abundance. And people are starting to light small fires to warm up. And so that verse is, is I read something recently I thought was very, very true. It said, if you believe Genesis 1-1, you're not going to have a problem with the rest of the Bible. Genesis 1-1 said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's the one you want to get settled pretty quick. You want to get settled with the ideas, did God create the heavens and the earth, or did we evolve? Was this something that there was an explosion, and in this big explosion, randomly all the pieces came together that we have a precise earth that turns in such a precise way that we actually set our clocks on it. And that we look around and we realize, I don't know about you, I do not believe for a moment that we came from animals, that we evolved from monkeys. I believe we were created in the image of God. And in created in the image of God. And, and so, and I believe God created the heavens. Other people say, well, you know, they, they, is there intelligent, you know, design? <laughs> yes. There is Come on, go outside and look up at the sky and look at the, bulk, just the billions of, of stars and the fact they think there's as many stars out there as there are literal grains of sand on the seashores of all the beaches in the world and realize this didn't come on, guys. It didn't happen by accident. We have a God. We have a Father. He created the heavens and the earth and we are part of his creation. And one day, those of us who have received his, the sacrifice of his son, we get to spend eternity with him in heaven. It's going to be a wonderful place because we've got a wonderful God who created this. You say, well, Alan, I don't believe that. Then honestly, I feel sorry for you. Yes. I, I really do because, because life is hopeless for you. But thank God for those of us who have believed. And listen, you can make a change just like that. You can go, you know what? I'm going to believe that. That's all you've got to do is just say, you know what? I believe there is a God. I believe he's real. I believe he created me. And that brings hope because that doesn't mean we're random. That means we have a design and a purpose. And there's a reason you exist and are here. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But in this passage, we see the, tri we see the Trinity. Now you hear the Trinity. It's, it's three in one. Now, people say, Alan, are you going to explain the Trinity tonight? 
No, <laughs> I'm not. I, every time people try to explain the Trinity, we just sound confused. And so God is three in one. We see the Trinity. In the beginning, God created. There's the Father. The Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep. There's the Holy Spirit. You say, well, where's, where's the, the second person? Where's the Son? Well, here's a little mind blowing. Before Jesus Christ was made flesh and dwelt among us, he was in the beginning with God. He's the word of God. When God spoke, the word of God was there. John the apostle gives us a little bit of insight into this. In John 1, 1 through 3, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Say, Alan, do you understand that? No. <laughs> I don't. But I believe it. I don't have to understand everything. Because I realize that the one who made me is smarter than me. And one day he'll... <laughs> have you ever tried to sit down and explain something deep to a three-year-old? They're like, Pop, how's the television work? Um, if I knew myself, I would tell you, small child. I, you try to explain things like that. They're saying, when your children ask, where do babies come from? When they're three, you're like, hang on, hang on, hang on. We will explain that to you later because right now you're not ready for that. And there's just some things that when we get in heaven, I bet you about the first few eons we're in heaven, we're going to be going, oh, ooh, yeah, that makes sense. So we're going to learn some stuff. I don't believe we ever stop learning. I believe we just keep on learning. And so when you get there, you say, you know, Pastor Allen did a horrible job of explaining John 1 through 3 to me. Well, ask the Lord. He can help you with that. I, I just believe that he's, and I know that John 1, 14 says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And that's Jesus Christ. So there's the three people. There's the, the triune of the Godhead. We see the triune in the beginning. We also see it in uh, the beginning of Jesus' ministry. We see the Trinity. Matthew, the third chapter, 16 to 17. When he, Jesus, had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. So we have Jesus, the Son, being anointed by the Holy Spirit who descended like a dove. Isn't a dove, but descended like a dove, and we hear the voice of the Father saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Three. One, Trinity. People say, is that important that we understand the Trinity? I think it's important for this study in that we don't relegate the Holy Spirit to a second-class second structure. We talk about God, we talk about Jesus, and, but we, you've noticed we don't talk a whole lot about the Holy Spirit. And, of course, the King James had him designated as the Holy Ghost, and that makes it even weirder. People are like, Ghost? Ghost? Like Casper? No. Not like Casper. I, that's why I, I'm not as... I'm, and, and that's where it gets... That's, that's where it gets interesting. Here's another thing, too. We can relate to Jesus because, he's, because he became flesh and dwelt among us. 
We can understand God as a heavenly father, but the Holy Spirit's not limited to one form. You're like, dude, I do not understand that. That blows my mind. I got it. I understand that. But he's not limited to one form. He showed up as fire. He showed up as water. He shows up as a dove. He can, he can, how can you be a person and how can you be a reality? He's not an it. He is the person. Say, well, Alan, I am so more confused tonight before I am now than when I came in. Just hang on. We'll get there. But this is where we just have to look at scripture, begin to go, okay, we're seeing, we're seeing the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So we see it at the beginning in Genesis. We see it in Jesus' ministry. Here's the third one. We see it, Paul in his writings referenced the Trinity, 2 Corinthians 13, 14, says this, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So he's given us again three, the Son, the Father, the Holy Spirit, and that word fellowship, it implies a, an interaction with him. He said the fellowship, that the Holy Spirit is, is someone we can have fellowship with, we can participate with. And that's where oftentimes people are like, well, I don't understand that. This is one reason we need to study this. So here are some of the benefits of learning about the Holy Spirit. Here's why we want to talk about it. And there's some great benefits here. One is to better respect who he is. As the third person of the Godhead, he is deserving of our respect and we don't want to ignore him. He deserves respect. We were, Joy and I were at a function a number of years ago and it was a, it was kind of a, an upscale function. It was, it was in the River Oaks Country Club. And yeah, we're kind of like... <laughs> Yeah, here we come, walking in. And uh, I'm kind of like, shoe dog is Jethro. <laughs> I'm just glad to be here. Well, we were with a, an organization. They were having a fundraiser, and they sat us at the lead table. So we're sitting there at the lead table, and a, a couple came and joined us. Lady sat beside Joy. The guy sat across from me. Well, I heard, I heard who it was it came up and I shook hands with Neil Bush. It, it was President Bush's younger brother, I think the youngest brother, if, if I got his name right, Neil Bush. Well, Joy missed that. She, did, she didn't make a connection. She didn't realize that she's sitting with, and he, by the way, President Bush at that time was the president. And this was his younger brother. We're like, shoot, doggies. Really? <laughs> it never dawned on Joy. And she's just chatting with them and just, just being so sweet. And she reached out and just reached out to his wife and made sure that they, you know, because they came late and Joy made sure that they got some food. And she was just being all her Italianness. And I'm just watching her. I'm just like, this is great. And uh, <laughs> when lunch was over, I said, do you know who you were sitting with? She said, no, they were a sweet couple, and, and, and they have a son and he, or a daughter, and she's like doing missions. I said, do you know who you're sitting with? She's on. I said, that's President Bush's youngest brother. George's like, oh. <laughs> He's like, why didn't you tell me? I said, I don't want to tell you anything. I didn't, I didn't want you to freeze up. But how many of you know if you, if you, sat, with, uh, if you sat with a dignitary, that you would treat them with a level of respect. 
I, I got a chance to meet the president of a nation, not ours, <laughs> the nation of uh, uh, Guyana, and uh, met the president, sat in his office, talked with him, one of our members here is from that country, and took us back. We were doing a mission trip, so I met the president. You know, you're president of a, of a nation. You just don't cruise in. Go, what's up? <laughs> nice place here. Pretty good. What's a place like this run you? Because it's, you know, it's a... <laughs> you don't do that. You walk in, you look respectable, you shake hands. Why? You're meeting someone who is a dignitary, someone you, you want to show respect. Now, I know... <laughs> I know, you know, especially nowadays, uh, in, our, in our politically divided nation, I hear people and they say, well, I, you know, this person, this person. Listen, I, I've watched presidents come and go. If I had an opportunity to meet the president, whether, I, whether I'm on his political party or not, I'm still going to treat the president of the United States with respect. And so it's, it's the office. You may not like the man, but you have to respect the office. And so... We just simply respect the office. And so here's the president of Guyana. I'm going to be respectful because, you, because he's deserving of respect. How much more is the Holy Spirit deserving of our respect? And so the more we find out about him, the more we're like, ooh, we got something really, really good here. This is a gift. Here's the second one. The second benefit is to understand how he helps us. If you begin to understand how he helps us, as, as we do this series, some of you might begin to look back and realize, oh, that's what that was. Oh, that's where the Holy Spirit helped me. Oh, okay, I got it. I was, uh, I was, I was born again when I was, just really had an encounter with the Lord. You've heard me tell this when I was 19. Uh, I was filled with the Spirit that, that, um, that summer. I, I went away from the Lord. And, and went back to college and just lived pretty wild. And I was dating a girl that I was convinced I was going to marry. And we were pre-engaged, whichever that means. Um, that means like we're serious to be serious. It was a frat thing, I think. But anyway, um, my mother was not in favor of this. My mother who was the spiritual one, the prayer, kept looking at me going, no, she's not right. Now, usually my mom was pretty cool about the dates I brought home, but when I started talking marriage, mom's like, uh-uh, no, not, not good. And I'm like, well, you know, it's going to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm going to marry her. And so I was convinced I was until I was sitting one night in a parking lot. I had just dropped her off at her dorm room. I was girl I was dating, not my mother. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was sitting in the parking lot and I was, I was looking at, um, at the dorm and there was a song playing on the radio. It was um, Dan Fogelberg did a song called Another Old Lang Syne. Remember that song? Met my old lover in the grocery store. Snow was falling Christmas Eve. Came behind her in the frozen food and touched her on the sleeve. It's a 70s thing. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm sitting there in that parking lot. I'm listening to that song. And all of a sudden, I knew that I knew that I knew I was not going to marry that girl. I say, well, how'd you know? 
Did you have a, was it a psychic thing? No. Actually, the Holy Spirit, who lived in me, the Bible said he will show you things to come. And so sitting there in the parking lot, I, I, if, I, just, I just knew I am not going to marry that girl. And I, <laughs> I tried to go against that. And I tried to make it work. And, uh, and, and we broke up. And then we got back together again. And then we broke up. It was starting to look like a bad Nashville song, is what this was saying. <laughs> and, and finally, I had an opportunity to move to Texas. And I moved to Texas. And when I, I met Joy and, and gave my heart back to the Lord, I knew in my heart, this is the right one. In fact, I told her the day I met her. I didn't go over big, but I told her anyway. <laughs> I said, the Lord tells me you're going to be my wife. And she smiled and said, he didn't tell me that. <laughs> but he did later. And I, I remember telling my mother, and as soon as I told my mother her name, my mom said, that's the one. And as soon as they met her, I remember my dad pulled me aside. He said, you are stupid if you let this one go. <laughs> and I ain't stupid. And... I didn't let her go, and that was 37 years ago. I'm not letting her go now. It's just like it's too late. It's like we tell each other. It's like, don't. I said, don't even think about checking out because I have no desire to go find somebody else. She said, and Lord only knows what you come up with too. Because I... <laughs> Thank you, darling, for that vote of confidence. All right. If you begin to understand how the Holy Spirit... Now, who was that in the parking lot? That wasn't a psychic thing. That was the Holy Spirit helping me. Over the years, he has shown us things to come. He's prepared us when people are about to go home. He's told us when we were dealing with things with our children. This is what I'm saying is, guys, we don't know the future, but there is someone who lives in us who does know the future, and he can help us. He can show us things to come. So understanding how he helps... It's a great way to, to discuss him. Understanding how we can access his help. He will not force or manipulate. He leads us and prompts us. The third thing, the fourth thing is, the benefit of learning about the Holy Spirit is to clear up any misconceptions associated with the Holy Spirit and his ministry. Now, too often he has been associated with only certain groups of Christians. The only, only ones that ever talk about the Holy Spirit or even acknowledge him are certain groups, typically the Pentecostals, the Assemblies, the Charismatics, are the only ones that have ever acknowledged it. And so that, that can be good or bad. I, I think what happens is for the rest of the body of Christ, it, it's not like he abandoned them. And so you begin to find out it doesn't matter what denomination you've come from. It matters if do you have a relationship with the Lord because if you do, you're born of the Spirit. And then we'll, we'll, and the Holy Spirit indwells you. And then we'll talk and listen. Don't ever let anyone tell you that because you're not part of their denomination that you don't have the Holy Spirit. If you've made Jesus your Lord, you're born of the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. Amen. He indwells you. Now, is there another experience with him in terms of being empowered by him? Yes, and we'll get to that down the road. But don't ever let anyone do this. Now, here's, here's a second. I want to say this just real clearly. The Holy Spirit does not make people weird. You say, well, I know some people, and they're like these spirit-filled Christians, and they're weird. They were weird before they were filled with the Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit does not make you weird. There's not, and so if you're thinking, oh, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit on, there, there's no weirdness here. We're not breaking out the snakes. There's no boxes. There's not crazy stuff. We're not, I've, listen, I've seen crazy. We ain't doing crazy. We're not, we're not, we're learning from the scriptures what, what the scriptures say about the third person of the Godhead who is, who is to be respected and honored and who lives in us and helps us. When we begin to realize this, we begin to realize, ooh, he, boy, ooh, we've got an advantage. That's actually why Jesus looked at his, his very own disciples who walked with him in, for three years, and he said, it is to your benefit, to your advantage, that I go away. He said, because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit's not going to come. But if I go, I'm going to send him to you. And so we'll talk about some of the things that Jesus has said about the Holy Spirit. But let me show you this verse to, go, to back up. For God has not given us a spirit of weirdness. No, it says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He's given us a spirit of power. I don't think there's anyone that says, oh, I don't really want any more power in my life. I do. I want as much power as I can get. If someone gave you an option today and said, hey, listen, I'm going to buy you a car and I'm going to pay for the gas for the life of the vehicle but I'm going to give you your choice. You can have a four-cylinder car or you can have an eight-cylinder car. Which one are you going to take? Eight. I know some of you are going to go, I'm trying to save the environment and so I'm going with four. <laughs> well, give me all your cylinders because I take as many as I can get. If you've ever gotten on the freeways in Houston, Texas, you better have something that can get you there because I've had a four-cylinder car where I had to cut the air conditioner off to get on the freeway. I have a great appreciation for more power. We're going to have fun with this series, guys. I don't know about you. At least I'm going to have fun. I hope you all have fun. It'll be good. But it says he's given, he hasn't given us the spirit of fear. He's given us the spirit of power, ability. Yes. How many times do Christians say, I, I, just, I, I just feel like I need more power to live the Christian life. Spirit of power, a spirit of love. Two things there. One, he confirms and witnesses in our heart how much God loves us. The second thing is, the Bible said the love of God is poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The second thing he does is he prompts us to walk in love, which, by the way, is Jesus' number one commandment. Spirit of power, spirit of love, and not a weird mind, but a sound mind. Sound judgment. Sound stuff. He helps you think clearly. He is an extremely clear thinker. In fact, he's brilliant. He's beyond brilliant. And he lives in us. And can help us. So Paul is writing this. And he's writing to Timothy. He said, Timothy said, he said don't be afraid. He said, because God didn't. Aren't you glad God didn't give us a spirit of fear? But that, that timidity and that cringing. But he's given us a spirit of power and love. And of a sound mind. That's a good deal. So the more we find out about that. The more we're able to tap into that. And begin to access that. A number of years ago, I hid money in my wallet. I hid it so well that I forgot it was there. And I was hungry one day, and I was, I was in outside sales just before I started the church. And I remember driving into a, um, I think it was a, uh, no, it wasn't Jack in the Box. It was Wendy's. 
Wendy's because I had a real hankering for a Frosty. I know there's no nutritional value in those things, but doggone, they taste really good. And so I was going to get a Frosty and a double meat burger. I was hungry. And I pulled into Wendy's and I reached, looked in my wallet and there was nothing there. I went, oh. I didn't have any. I think that was before. This was a while back before Wendy's took credit cards. And so I had to drive on. I'm hungry. I get back to, and, and a few weeks later, I'm cleaning out my wallet and I found that back in the back in a secret compartment, I had put 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. You know how you put something back there for a while, you sit on it for a long time, it gets so flat, it looks like it's a wafer. <laughs> and I pulled it out and I'm like, dog, I, I had the 20 bucks all the time. I could have had a frosty and a double meat. <laughs> I could have, but because I didn't know it was there, I did not. So here's the deal. The more you find out, about what you've been given, the more we have the ability to go, I'm not alone in this and I'm not powerless in this situation. You're not reaching in your wallet going, I am spiritually bankrupt. You're reaching in there going, thank God I have, won't have a spirit of fear, but I've got a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. I've got what it takes to meet the needs in this situation. I've got this. And it's a help. So, and our time is up. And I was just about to get to some really fun stuff. <laughs> but stay tuned because we'll be back same time next week, same station. Join us at the Ark Church. We'll have a good time. Would you bow your heads just for a moment? You know, every time we meet here, we realize people come in from all different situations. Some people came tonight, and I believe the only reason they came is like they knew in their heart, I need to get right with God. I need, I need him in my life, or I need him back in my life. And I, that's why I'm here tonight. And if you are, we are so glad that you are, because you have come to the right place. We're going to say a prayer. We're not going to ask you to stand up or come to the front. But this is just a simple but powerful prayer that God will hear and God will answer. If you're here tonight, and you say, Alan, I don't know the Lord, or I'm just not sure, but I want to be. Alan, I know I want to come back to the Lord and I, I really want him in my life again. I want to reconnect. Would you pray for me? I'm going to ask you to do one thing. I'm not going to ask you to come to the front, but I am asking you just to slip your hand up across this auditorium. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate your courage. Anybody else to say, hey, that's me. Great. You can put your hands down. We're going to pray. If you didn't lift your hand, you really wanted to, that's okay. You can pray this prayer with us. Just pray it out of your heart. We're going to play it out loud together. Say, dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. Head just still bowed, eyes are closed. Father, thank you for those who have prayed that prayer tonight. Father, thank you for those who've come back home or those who've walked into the, your life for the very first time. You receive them, you welcome them, they're part of your family, and we rejoice with them. Father, for all of us, thank you that you continue in the days and weeks ahead 
that you reveal to us just how awesome, how good, how powerful your Holy Spirit living on the inside of us can be, that we have everything we need to do everything you've called us to do and to be. And we'll give you all the praise for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.